The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello? Yo! What up? Sam and Bass. Bass, hello. Hi, everybody! Ryan has a case of what's known as the sniffles, so Ryan won't be on with us. (laughs) It's just the three of us. Which is fine, because... Last week, Bass wasn't on, and I think the week before that, Sam wasn't on. So each week, you guys have to take a turn not doing it. Well, Ryan, well, Ryan, 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 right. was keep, Ryan was keeping track of that, apparently. Was he? It must have been, because like you said, if we're taking turns, then he knew it was his turn. So. Oh, that's a good call, yeah. See, I didn't even think about that until I'm like, oh, wait, it's Ryan's. It's kind of like when you call off work. Like, he's like, well, Bass and Sam both called off, so now I'm going to call off. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing you didn't tweet it out or anything that we're all going to be on this podcast. Right? <laughs> I know, I did actually. I said the whole crew, they're like, oh, great. But That's what I've done for office jobs. I always take off every 15th day, so I count down. Is that, Honestly, Sam, I, is that what you do? Because I feel like you call off a lot. Just about 15. Just about 15. Usually, give or take, because if I have a really busy day, I know it's coming up within those 15, I would either take it before or after, but it's always right around 15. If you look at my... Employment history since I graduated college, almost every 15th day I've been off <laughs> the last 10 years. Yeah, like base. So when somebody says, can we do something with you on the 15th, you just got to look at your calendar and go, that's not a good day for me. Well, see, base. luckily it doesn't always fall on the 15th because over time those, those dates have been pushed. So. Well, base, Vacations, base, you don't, base, you don't know this, but you know Sam in grade school would miss school between 30 and 60 days a year. <laughs> Yeah. 60 days a year? No, I, I never hit. I never hit. 60. I swear, the highest I, I think it was, was 57 no, no, no. or 47. No, it wasn't. No, that was that was that was another person we know. The highest I ever hit, I think, was 40. Okay, 40 well, days. So when you showed up, they were more impressed. I still made the honor roll, babe. Put it this way, base. <laughs> at least at least once a week, I was going to Sam's classroom to get his books and homework. <laughs> Which is hilarious because I never did any of the homework. Yeah, that's hilarious. That was the best. Like you, you would you would say, "Hey, uh, Mrs. Uh, Thompson, can I go to uh, my brother Sam's class to pick up his books and homework?" And then even when I like, I I kind of caught on with Sam's theme of missing school in grade school because, um, you know, if you don't have to go, why would you go? So right, I, so I could ultimately I, ultimately what I what I realized at a very young age was nothing is going to happen if you don't go to school. I mean. They're, they're they're just trying to push you through it. And if you can read and you don't shoot anybody, you're going to go. From, you're going to get promoted to the next grade. Well, you That's know what's funny, it Sam? But well, well, there's a model I'm going to teach my son. But base, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> as long as you can read and you don't take any guns to school, you should be okay. Base, we'll get to your son in a second. Cause I, have, I have to bring up my visit to your house. But real quick, uh-huh. before before we get to that, I thought that was true until my first year of high school. I missed. 10 days already in the first semester, and they were going to kick me out of the school. But see, that's a private school. I'm talking about Chicago Public School. <laughs> I know, but I didn't. I wasn't. It's like we weren't. My first year of high school, I got D's. Like, 
in grade school, I never went to school, and I was always yeah. on either the A or B honor roll. My first year of high school, I think I got an F in Spanish. Like I never, I mean, by senior year, I had all Bs and and it, a few As. But it wasn't, you know, you're right. It, it was a shocker for me and a lot of our friends who went from public grade school. And that's how it is. If you live in Chicago, you kind of know most neighborhoods that you could maybe go to the public grade schools, but the public high school, when you get that age, your parents better have saved up because. Those are just a cesspool of gangs and drugs. And yeah, so we had to go to a Catholic school. But, terror. you know, even our friend Danny Gaga, who's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, I think he was <laughs> like, base, Danny Gaga, I believe, at his high school was ranked like number five at Hubbard High School, which is like, I, which is a like Chicago Public High School. Yeah, he was ranked like number five out of the whole school. So that kind of oh shows you that shows you how hard it is <laughs> to uh, to do good in a public high school. I mean, maybe they're better now, but this was back. You know, I graduated high school in '99. So oh, well, that's probably because he was telling his teachers all the scams that him and his dad were pulling off, and they're probably like, "Huh." Well, his that's mom, a lot more intelligent than what the rest of his class is doing. That's pretty I, good. I do know that his mom did most of his homework. Like he would just bring it home and give it to her. But then again, his, my, his mom was basically ranked five in the school. Not <laughs> but Sam, <laughs> our our grandma did a lot of our home. At least she did some of my homework. I remember having definitions, and she would do them, and I'd wake well, that was up. You. I, I did. I did. I, I did or did not do my own homework. I think in college, Sam, you did some of my homework, right? Yeah, oh, I did. I did. I think I did most of your homework in college. Well, that was the same college I went to, yeah. and my brother did my homework, so that's a running theme. Well, yeah. I took I took a mandatory computer class, and Sam did every assignment. I remember the one time where. <laughs> I remember in Karate Kid when Miyagi left notes behind for Daniel's son, <laughs> yeah. like to paint, paint the house, go left to right. I left Sam, like Sam was working, and I left him notes and said, hey, I need to do this uh, spreadsheet. Well, it's funny because at first he was like very grateful, and, but over time he got too used to it, and it got so bad. I remember coming home one Friday night, and there was just a note, note on the computer with like log and instructions. <laughs> Don't thank you or anything. And I was Yes, I, anyway. I remember he called me. He's like, what the fuck is this? He's like, I'm not doing all your fucking homework. And I'm like, all right, Sam, don't worry about it. I'll do it. And I get home. And sure enough, when I got home, it was sitting there done for me. Because, you know, once, once, once Sam It was took, like, you, you know Karate Kid where the Miyagi has that sign on the house? Where that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Going back and forth. Abe's sign, it was just a hand. He's getting, like, control all three. <laughs> <laughs> and he was out, you know, he, he came home at 5, 6 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Me and I would find my brother in a bar, and just when I knew he was too drunk to say no, I'd go, want to do my geometry for college? And he would just knock it out for me, but he'd be angry about it. Yeah, but like when Daniel LaRusso came to Miyagi's house at 6 a.m., and he just saw a note on the wall, <laughs> he was he's like, what the fuck, man? This is bullshit. But sure enough, what happened? And he kicked the wall. No, but sure enough, what happens at like 9 p.m. when Miyagi's all fucked up and he comes home, Daniel's son's up there painting the house. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you why I kept doing it. I don't know what it was. It wasn't very great. I think once you brought that, like it became your thing. Like it's, it's it, once you took that responsibility, because if you're doing all my assignments and I don't know what's going on, then you know, how, how am I supposed to catch up? So it's like, if I didn't do the intro assignments, how am I going to do these more advanced assignments towards the end of the year? That's true. That is true. If you, right. if you started, okay. you got to finish it. That's a good explanation. I don't think you explained it that way back in college. That guy said, just do it! A lot of times I'd get like, a, he'd give me a gift card based and it would be like for $4.16 like, 
the change of a gift card he already had, like, for <laughs> home goods or something I would never use. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, here, here's a $3 Home Depot gift card. So. I, I do think at the end, I, I'm almost sure you bought me a Starbucks gift card in the, in the, in the end, like, as a thank, as, yeah. like, you know, as like a cumulative thank you gift. But I will, I will mention this. This was back when I, I believe I was working at Q101, and I was getting shitloads of free concert yeah. tickets for Sam all the time. That's so, why I did it. So I did use that. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, why don't you pay for the Tool concert next time? And like that was that was my defense. Yeah, that, 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 and that probably worked really well. Oh, you oh you don't want to see Depeche Mode this weekend? Fine. <laughs> it is funny when you work at a radio station and you get literally every. When I worked at Q one hundred and one for five or six years, how about it, Sam? I literally got everything for oh, free. Great. But every it was, it was hard. It was hard to go back to paying for concerts. That's what I was gonna say. I to this day, it's almost impossible for me to buy anything. Like concert totally tickets. Totally agree with you. Totally agree. Bears tickets. Remember, Sam, we were sitting up against the glass at the Hawks game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Front row, Depeche Mode. Yeah, I would get like, I would get like the, I get the Madden games for free. Yeah, you get free yeah. video games. Front row at Monday Night Raw. Well, it was almost a given at some point that any show, and even if it was out of the genre, like you either you could get it right at the station, you knew somebody, you were one degree separate from somebody who could get a ticket. So any show that came into town, you it was just assumed you would have free tickets. There was, yeah, yeah I, I got, I got like eight Method Man tickets from that place. Yeah, like, yeah, base. You're right. Like sometimes we would not just get one ticket; we'd get thirty tickets. Oh, here, yeah. hand these out. I'm like, okay, Prince. What am I? What am I supposed to do with all these? I don't even have to any friends. Remember but the Prince concert? The you Prince know, it concert. Was, it, guys, it got so bad. You, you got. You, you, I mean, personally, as as an abuser of the system, you always have taken it for granted. Like you wouldn't go to shows you would have died to go for before. You were getting free tickets, but oh, I'm going to skip Pearl Jam today, yeah, or exactly. I'm going to skip Radiohead this time because yeah. you just assume you're just, it, it's never going to end. Remember the Prince concert, Sam? I had like 35 tickets. Yeah, we're bringing all these we jobbers. Had a, we had a whole section. Yeah, yeah, we brought all these <laughs> losers that I would never give free tickets to normally. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I had a weird thing back then where I could only offer the tickets to Sam first before moving on to Sam. Which is really, if you think about that mindset, like I could have been bringing all kinds of people to these concerts, but I'd always, I felt like, but maybe because he was doing my homework. That you I know, I think it was. You think he was doing your homework for you. In the back of his mind, he knew there was no bigger music fan than me, and I appreciated it more than anybody else. Yeah. That's probably what it was. But it was even concerts you didn't care about. Like, I'm like, hey, Sam, I have dancing tickets. You want to go? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but it is funny that it's Sam basically worked there too because he got everything for free, as did I. But like anytime- when, I, when I saw the Q101, I, I asked Sam what he did at the station. It took me a while to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> That's your brother. Because he was always VIP. He everywhere. was always and he knew, he knew me by name. He knew everybody else, like all the inside people at the station. He knew like yeah. the engineers that were working the, uh, the live remote. So I was like, this guy's got to work here. Yes. Hey, I had better relationships with a lot of those guys than you did. I you, you did. You did. You like first name things. It is funny about base. People either absolutely love him or they absolutely hate him. There's no one who's just mum on base. Like you'll never <laughs> meet someone who says, "Oh yeah, yeah, Dan Levy. I've met him before." They're either like, "God, that guy's a fucking douchebag," or "God, I love base. He's my boy." <laughs> I've yet to meet the person that calls me a douchebag, but I'm glad to know you know them. Well, there's plenty of base, don't worry. There's plenty of people who hate you, but then there's plenty of people who love you. And I'd rather have those two things 
uh, cancel each other out than just be some guy like that, you know, based, don't say the name, but the guy who we always refer to as the jobber. Being, oh, a guy, yeah. being a guy like him who everyone is just mum on, like, oh, yeah, 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 we've met him. Like, I'd rather have everyone hate or love me than just not give a shit when they meet. Well, that's the thing. Everybody loves you. I've yet to meet a person. I went, oh, that guy's an ass. Everyone's like, oh, Abe is so cool. Then when they come to me, they're like, yeah, that guy's not so nice. The other, the guy who hates me is on the phone with us right now, Sam. <laughs> that's not true. He's the guy who, but, but he's the guy who will call me an asshole. Basically, True, but that's a, that's a brother relationship. Yeah. That is. Okay, his wife, she would call me an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's a, that's a, that's a um, wife-of-brother relationship. Yeah, You know, speaking of wives, base, I came to visit young DJ, your son, and yeah. I, I'll tell you this. Number one, it's a very, and base, I wouldn't lie to you. If the kid was ugly, I would say the kid is very cute. That's a cute baby you have there. Thank you. I think so too, but it's tough to tell because when it's your kid, you can't. You, just, you don't notice imperfection. It's weird. <laughs> base, you know, but but base, you know that I'm the type of guy like you. You hey, show you show I, I, base. Hey, put up sorry, base. Hey. Wait, hang on, base. What's your new website? Is it just what's what is it? It is danlevymedia.com. Okay, so base sends me a link to his website. And I told him, like, hey, take down that one picture. You look like a fucking douchebag. And no one else would tell him that. But You're I'm, right. You, so you have to have someone in your life that's willing to tell you the honest truth. And I'll tell you the honest truth. DJ's a cute baby. And, what were and you that's saying? why before you came over here, we, like, put him in the cutest outfit we could find. We, were do- we like, combed his hair all three friends. <laughs> what were you going to say, Sam? Uh, the last thing I needed for Abe to walk in and go, oh, God, he looks disgusting. <laughs> so, guys, I, what I was going to say was Abe made a comment about how you know, parents probably wouldn't know if their baby, you were based, but you wouldn't know if their baby wasn't cute. I disagree with that because I, I have known some very ugly babies, one of which the parents said something to the effect of, yeah, we probably could have done better. What? But, you know, babies were wrong. <laughs> <or, yeah>. Who's <laughs> that? It's, not, it's not what you know. It was um, a job I had wow. like, right, around, right after college. Say all babies are, are cute. That's not true. Uh, a lot of them are, but there are some ugly ones, and then there are some really hideous. There are some hideous babies. They're, you're right. And, They're disgusting. And maybe, maybe they can, you know, maybe they can turn it around. I believe that, but you're right. You know, the, the, this parent was honest. Like this is not the best looking baby. I mean, yet. I've said I've said this for a long time. You should never post any pictures of your kids between the ages of ten and sixteen, because pretty much. 98% of kids are absolutely disgusting. And the pictures you post, of, like, Sam, look at pictures of us between those ages. I yeah, those, ever, are, those are the worst years by far. I don't ever want to see a picture of me in, the, in that age bracket. And, you know, a parent will post a picture of their kid who's covered in acne, weird teeth, uh, you know, something weird going on with their eye, and they'll say, oh, this is my, my <laughs> big this is my big boy Tony. Look how big he is. Oh, God, don't post that shit. And Tony will appreciate it when he's uh, 19 that you didn't post it because those were his disgusting years. And people need to well, Especially this day and age when you're creating a permanent record on Facebook and other social media sites. Yeah, those are going like, nowhere. Tony does it. Tony doesn't want when he's 22 applying for jobs in the city for the first result to be that ugly picture for him with half braces and <laughs> uh, one of those pants, uh, two sizes too small. Those Forrest Gump leg braces. Yeah, exactly. But for me, it's the living proof that at one point in my life, I wasn't fat and bald. 
So well, that, see, that's a, different, Baze. For me, for me, it's like a trophy picture. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You always see Baze posting pictures of himself when he was like 14. Yeah. Like, hey, look at that. I used to actually be able to play basketball yeah. and not be able to sweat when I get off the couch. Look at me back when I was able to move around. When I resembled somebody who looked like he had a future. Mace, do you ever look at DJ and wonder if he's going to end up like, I don't mean it's a negative way, but end up like you were, Mace. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't mean that in a negative way? I don't mean it's a negative way. You know, there's, ends up looking like Nothing you said there could have come out nice. That's not what You know what I mean? Like, maybe he would be an athletic kid, and then when he's 25, he puts on a little weight and loses his hair. Do you ever think about those things? I, honestly, I, I, just, I just think, well, my wife's grandfather played for the Bears, and I'm hoping to God those jeans are in there. So that kid comes you out you using a ventriloquist dummy. I know he's going to be poor. <laughs> are you, are you going to be a sports fan or an academic fan? Neither. He's going to be a hands-off fan. I'd have to know academics to, to be that kind of dad. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be Jill. <laughs> you know, Bass's wife, her, her, her father is this, like, a local sports hero. So, you know, he's going to take DJ on early. Like, hey, this, I'm going to show you the ropes, son. This is the way you run a football, pussy. Like, he's going to do all that <laughs> stuff. While Bass is just like, take him off my hands, Grandpa. Please. Please oh, take that'll him be, That'll be great if somebody wants to do that portion of it. Yeah, because Bass, it's not like you're athletic. I mean, especially by the time that kid, like maybe in, in six years, you'll be close to 40. When the kid's six, and that's when you're really going to try to, you know, start getting him into sports and stuff. You're gonna, you might be clinically, you know, clinically unable to move by then. I, yeah, I might, I might be on a motorized scooter. You, <laughs> you might, might, you're, you're not far off. You might have gout in both feet by then. <laughs> you're not, you're not far off in your future. In your, uh, in your predicting of my future. But, but hey, as long as there's other people around, my brother is a football coach. I'm just gonna let him sit in that room and. Walk away. But let me tell you this, base. Despite your kid being a very cute kid, I learned after that, you know, forty-minute visit that I don't think kids are in the cards for me at all. Because why do you it, say that? Because you looked actually very natural with them. Well, because I, I just can't imagine myself being in that predicament where, and it's not even about. He being, calls it a predicament. But I honestly, know predicament. But most I, people call it a blessing. But go on. <laughs> no, but just like where you're, you have to feed the baby all day and hold it, and you, you don't sleep. And I mean, it, it looked like a living hell. Like Jill's, like, oh, if I sleep two hours, that's a great day. Like yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not in position. Well, it's, and, only, it's only like the first three months. The baby is literally just an eating, sleeping, pooping machine, and that's really about it. But, but after that, I'm, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like when you have a like a. When you get a, a, like an awesome puppy, but, but they base. become a lot of work. You, know, you got to make sure they're you know they're not peeing all over the floor. But base, base, you got to make sure they're fed. They start barking for no reason. I mean, it's, it's, there's not too much of a difference to that age. Base to your point, Sam's dog Trent has a gimp foot. He he like he hurt his foot. You know what the first thing I did was when I came to Sam's house? I stepped on that foot accidentally with a shoe on. And oh. it, yeah. So I'm so clumsy. And this is why I don't think I can have a baby. While I was holding your son, I was afraid I was going to drop him. And every I can't walk through my apartment during the day and not have some type of accident, whether it's <laughs> banging my foot against the wall, hitting my elbow, dropping a glass. So there's no way. And a newborn baby, you drop him on the floor once, game over. Like there's going to be yeah, permanent well, damage. That's true. Understand this, that the whole time you were holding that child – Jill was on you like a hawk. You just didn't notice. Well, no, I noticed. I told her. I'm like, Jill. She noticed it like 
if you're holding the head right, if his butt is supported, if you even have an inkling that you're going to sneeze around him, she would have jumped on top of you like a grenade. But see, I feel like that's not true. I feel like she was holding him a little too loose. Whereas when I was holding him, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what about the head? She's like, oh, don't worry about the head. I'm like, really? I'm like, I thought the head was the most important part. Well, you know, at the part, you had him pretty well supported. If you just let him drop it, you would have grabbed it. And then he, it. Was, he was moving around like a, like you ever catch a fish the way a fish jumps around in your hands? That's what the he flop. started. Yeah, that's what he started doing. So I'm like, here, Jill, take him. And and I couldn't imagine dealing with that for three months. It's not even three months either. But, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's, here's where it changed. It's part me. So it, it's different. I mean, it's, it's the, like you can see yourself in that child, and that's when it's, there's a change. I mean, I didn't really know what it was until it yeah, happened. And it's like, I can't imagine waking up every three hours to feed a child. And to be honest, I never want to be around anybody else's child. And I still don't think a lot of kids are very cute. But I, when you see your own kid and you're around them and you're like, you poops in his diapers, you have no problem changing it. It's weird. But, but basically, it. it's, let me give you an example. So a guy in my fantasy football league traded uh, like half his team for Kelvin Johnson, right? And now, and now Kelvin Johnson has an injury. So now he's yep. stuck. So when you're stuck with Kelvin Johnson, you're stuck with that predicament. You figure out how to deal. Like his fantasy football team now, he it, that's his predicament. So now he has to deal with it. So I feel All like right. once you have a baby, you you've accepted what comes along with it. So I I'm making a choice not to accept that responsibility. Maybe maybe well, ten years down the, minute, the line. The minute you get the minute you get married and you decide to put your penis in a vagina with nothing protecting it, you already come to grips on what could happen. Base, why don't oh cause she, Jill doesn't believe in birth control, right, or something? No, but yeah, the, the, <laughs> the minute because she doesn't believe in birth control and she wanted it to happen, and the minute you say to yourself, "I'm doing this," you got to just you, you've already come to grips. Yeah. Well, that's not true. But because, I, didn't, I really didn't think that a woman at 43 years old would get pregnant as fast as she did. So I thought there was a little more. <laughs> I thought there was a little more uh, thinking I could do, but if that changed. Base, do you plan on having DJ join the money team like Prince Michael the First did? Sure, why not? Did you did you guys see that? No, what is no. that? Prince Michael Jackson. Oh yes. Okay, I'm sorry. The, the Money Mayweather team. Yeah, the money the Money Mayweather team. Prince Michael. And what happened? He's all jacked up on steroids now, or what? Well, he does like jujitsu. Don't those Michael Jackson kids all look like hostage survivors? <laughs> like they, they honestly, they they have that look on their face, like they've something tra- uh, traumatic. I mean, I know it's traumatic that their father died, but they have that permanent look on their face, like there's nothing behind those eyes, like those dark. No, there old... is there there is deep tissue scar all over that. That I mean, is that it? But I mean, they yeah. they, they all look like they had a traumatic issue that just happened yesterday. Every time you see them, they all look like they've seen some. Like a like a somebody who just came out of Vietnam, like something has happened to that. Like that girl, no, like that. Okay, like that girl, that Mexican dude in Cleveland. Remember, he had her like tied up in his basement, and he would like he. Remember the pregnant woman that lived in that? I forgot what. Uh, yeah, like last year, the guy's yeah. Name was, what was that? He I, killed, name, I, I know the guy you're talking about. He killed himself in prison. Um, right. Like that chick, like that that look on their face, like when when Sam McKenney was uh, kidnapped on different strokes, that look on his face, that like that, it's like almost a comatose look, and all of Michael Jackson's kids have that look permanently on their face. But anyways, Prince now is a member of the Money Team, and Floyd Mayweather is gonna personally start training him to box. He does wow. jujitsu now with the Gracies. 
So if you think about it, though, if you're Prince Michael Jackson, I mean, that kid is open to so much uh, so you know, people making fun of him left and right. And this might be the best decision this kid's ever made on his own. That's what I was gonna say. Th- this is probably a good decision, so he could at least, if someone talks shit to him, he could beat the shit out of him. Yeah. I mean, he's getting Gracie Jiu-Jitsu and Mayweather box. This guy might be a UFC champion. Is there a better combination than Gracie Jiu-Jitsu and Mayweather boxing? Uh, that, 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 that's a good way to start. Best in the best. But can you imagine him, like, on the money team talking shit? Like, I will destroy you. Uh, I'm a Jackson. Like my Grandpa Joe, I will come to your house and I will beat you with a switch. And I will make, <laughs> I will make you my bitch. Like, the shit. Can you imagine, like, all the rest of Jackson trying to take money out of his pocket, though? Oh, of course. I mean, they. Like, you know that when Joe visits, you pretty much, like, Come on, Let's man. Let's go against the law and print some like you play a cop does. Yo, young blood, what you got for grandpapa? <laughs> hello, hello, <laughs> hello, grandfather. What would you like today? Yo, dog, I just need me a few ends. Just yo, get me through the weekend, man. Just help me out. <laughs> what would you like, grandpa? And you know, as soon as Prince starts writing out a check, you know, like, uh, like either his grandmother or like Jermaine walks in. They're like, "What you doing, boy?" Like they, uh, yeah, they can, they can tell when the check when the checkbook is being pulled out. And and you know, as soon as Prince pulls out the checkbook, Joe immediately adds a thousand dollars. Oh, did I say three hundred? Make that thirteen hundred. <laughs> yes, no. I meant three thousand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it's three hundred, it's always you either add a one or a zero to whatever amount. Because as soon everything as, is add one more zero, one yeah. more comma. Oh, uh, yo, oh, shit. Oh, wait, Prince, what, why you got the checkbook out? Did I say 700? I meant 7,000. <laughs> oh, one more zero. It's just one more zero. Come on, you go, You want to take care of your grandpa, right? And they put his armor on him while he's writing the check. Yo, why don't you give me a couple <laughs> blank ones, too? Just sign the bottom. <laughs> uh, you know I'm good for it. Gram- grandmother told me not to do that, uh, Grandpa Joe. Yo, dog, people are me telling you all your life not to do shit. Oh, see, just give me but three. Just give me but three blank checks. I promise I won't go over ten grand. You know the first one's thirty grand. Just, just the fuck with him immediately. Can you imagine Joe Jackson with a blank Prince Michael Jackson checkbook? Like that's a dream come true for him. The first thing he would buy would be like a Lamborghini or something. <laughs> Can you imagine him trying to buy? A you know, Lam- Joe Jackson wants. You know, you know, he wants on that money team. Oh, he'll be on the money team. He'll be like Floyd Mayweather's father, just in the corner. Like, you could barely understand him. Yeah, yeah, come on, Prince. And all of a sudden, you know the minute Prince becomes a boxer, all of a sudden now Joe Jackson's going to have some kind of boxing skills. Like, he's going oh, yeah. to want to start training Prince. He'll Yo. be in his corner like Paulie from uh, Rocky. Exactly, yeah. Come on, come on, let me get in on He always wants to get in on everything. Come on, come on, Prince. Let Grandpa get in on this. Let me I'm, get already in on wearing, this. I'm already wearing a jumpsuit. Come on, young blood. Yo, grandpa, let grandpa get in on this. Come on. Just put me on the payroll, Prince. <laughs> How pathetic is that? The jo- sure, Joe Jackson did make a nice living for himself off his kids, but now, <laughs> now he's back in the exact same predicament with his grandchildren. Yeah. Like, now he's trying to make money off Prince, and you know Blanket is, like, in his head, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> oh, that Blanket, that poor Blanket going to be the new MJ. I can't wait to get blanket in those dancing shoes. <laughs> Moonwalk, shit. 
You should see Blanket do it. They call it the sun walk. He walk on the sun. <laughs> Blanket got all the move. But you know Prince is the only idiot that will write him a check. Like, you know Paris hates him. Get the fuck oh, out of here. Every, I hate every, you. Time he's around, every time he's around Paris, he goes, you good looking. I'm pimping you out when you 18, girl. Oh, nice booty. You always says something inappropriate. How <laughs> many people has he lost money to? And this guy out of having his throat sliced by saying, I'll let you fuck Paris when you're 18. Yeah. But you know, you, you know, you know, he says stuff like uh, he calls her his girlfriend or something like inappropriate. Where's my girlfriend at? Where's my girlfriend at? Come over here, Paris. My little girlfriend. Where's my little girlfriend? And where's my superstar blanket? You know, Prince was always the loser. But now all of a sudden, since Prince is the oldest, he has the checkbook. So now all of a sudden, Joe's trying to develop a relationship with Prince. But, you know, I think Prince is giving him some money, but not enough. Like, just enough to keep him wanting more. Like, if he just gave him $10 million, Like, remember in, um, in Casino, as soon as Sharon Stone got all her millions, like a million dollars, she was gone. and She right. never came back. But if you just give her 5000 here, 10000 there, at least then. If you give Joe Jackson a million dollars, he will be dead by next week. Oh, maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's the solution. You're right. That that could be, you know, if Prince really wants him out of his life, he should give him like a million dollars. He'll get thrown out of a limo in like nine days. <laughs> Just laying there dead. Uh, did you guys see Nick? We're talking about uh, like, uh, you know, uh, musicians, kids. Did you see that Nick Simmons is supposedly dating Amber Rose, Kanye West's ex-girlfriend? Wait, who is really? Is that Gene Simmons' kid? Yeah, that big idiot. Nick really? Simmons. Wow. Yeah, but he claims they're just friends. But you know Gene is always going up to him, and, and he's like, yeah, I've had ink before myself. Talking about when he used to bang Diana Ross. I was going to say, doesn't Amber Rose know that Gene Simmons is a huge bigot? I've had ink. Yeah, you know he calls black girls ink. That's Wait, was hilarious. He with, was he with Diana Ross? Is that true? Yeah, he, he had a relationship with her back in like the 70s. Wow. That's I've had ink before. I've, 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 I've had ink before, Nick. You ever, <laughs> this, your first, this your first takes of ink? Nothing better than a little ink. Mix it up a little bit. I've never heard it called ink in my entire Neither life. Neither have I. That's what Gene Simmons calls it. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great way to put it. How do you go from Wiz Khalifa to Nick Simmons? You go yeah, from a five... Because you got Wiz Khalifa banging instead of twins. <laughs> you, go, you go from a, like a five foot seven tattooed black guy to a six foot seven straight-laced white guy who's just like a big nerd. Yeah, what does he, what does he do? Does he see like... A, does he like Dressed like Kiss and no, he dressed, go to Comic Con. He dresses. He dresses like uh, he dresses like the Stray Cats now. Like he has that kind of hair with like a leather coat and a white t shirt. Is he a performer? I think he tried no, to be. I, a performer. I don't watch all the Kiss reality shows like you do, so I don't know what he does. I think he tried to be one, but he sucks so bad that you know. None of, like he had a band when I used to watch his show, uh, Gene Simmons Family Jewels. He had a band called Chrome. <laughs> oh God! And they sucked so. The the whole um, music thing never took off for him, but yeah, he's just he's just he's basically like uh, Sean Stewart, Rod Stewart's kid, you know, just a ki- a rich kid, and that's all he's ever going to be is just a rich kid and hanging out. In that the- would be a fantastic life, like Jack Osborne, and they all become fuck ups. But if you think about it, look at Sean uh, Stewart. Rod Stewart has a song about fucking girls and then making them leave. That song, "Stay with Me." By, by the faces, the whole song's about I'm gonna bang you, and you better not say you love me because I'm gonna kick you out of my door tomorrow. 
Like when you have a father <laughs> like that to live up to, how how could you, how could you ever? Sean Payton, all he does is sit around and try to get laid, try to you know just he tries to live that Hollywood life. But when you have fathers like that, like if your father's Ozzy Osbourne, you know, do, snorting ants. Uh, you know, just doing every drug in the book. How could Jack Osborne ever not turn out like that? Because everyone, yeah, right. everyone wants you to be Ozzy Osbourne. Everyone wants him to be Rod Stewart. Everyone wants Nick Simmons, who I think was a virgin. I think he said on the show for a while. They want him to be like Gene, banging a million girls. So it's hard to not. That's a far cry from virginity, Amber Rose. I... <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see that twerking video she did? No. But, I, uh... You saw it, right, Baze? Yeah. Could you imagine uh, her working that dork Nick Simmons with that twerking ass? At uh, one point, do you think that they're about the first bang, and then Gene walks in and he gets in bed? Oh, yeah. G- yeah. It's like, he, he, he knows she's not going off when to uh, break somebody in. All right, Nick, uh, get out of the way and let Dad show you how it's done. He supposedly <laughs> starts licking her ass with that tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny? Did you ever see the Gene Simmons sex video? No, it's it's not as cool. No, I haven't seen it. I I heard. It. Yeah, I remember you talking about it. Yeah, it's Gene, Gene Simmons wearing a T-shirt. He lays on a bed. The girl gets on top. It looks. It's just like three or four like pumps or whatever, and that's it. Like he doesn't do, like when you hear about Gene Simmons, like that tongue didn't get used once. And isn't that wasn't that his big thing always in the eighties? Like yeah, yeah. And my tongue is uh about to hit the floor, and it's about to hit the floor of your vagina. Like, wasn't that always his move? And he didn't do anything. Like, he was wearing a black T-shirt the whole time. Which, base, that's your move, right? You wore a shirt? Of course. <laughs> I need some sort of support. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, Jill, doesn't Jill ever want to see the goods? It's better that she doesn't. I will tell you this, Sam. It was funny. It's better, it's better for everybody. Sam, I, I did ask Jill. I'm like... So how's a DJ looking down low? And she goes, like his daddy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so Jill did give you the stamp of approval base on your stick. Yes, sir. And she like, also said my son has it, which means my son is just as big as I am. That means I'm a little weirded out by that. <laughs> what if she didn't allow base to see it, uh, see what's going on down there? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. That is a weird thing, like to be excited about that. Like if you're, if, well, I think, I think every guy wants to know if they're having a son that he's packing, isn't it? I mean, you don't want to. I've never. Oh, man, I, I can't wait for that to drop. What's that, Sam? I've never thought about that, but I've never thought about really kids either. So. Yeah, it is interesting, Sam. That that base has a kid before you, right? Because base. Why is it interesting? Because well, you, well, I guess base has been with his girlfriend just as long. Yeah, but don't forget, base's wife is much older. That's true. She had a shorter window of time. I mean, that, you know, she did have true. to move. She did have to move quick. That's right. Like, like they, they said, they said it. Yeah, she is the elderly. Base was surprised by how fast <laughs> it, it it happened. Right? Believe you me, I was shocked. <laughs> what do you mean you ever got your period was the words out of my mouth? <laughs> yeah. So, base, you didn't do your standard pulling out maneuver. Hell no! That was a slam dunk. <laughs> a couple th- more things I want to get to, guys. Um, so you know how I do the overcompensating thing with mayo? Yeah. Like, I'll yeah. I'll be at Subway, and I'll, I'll, I'll buy two subs when they're both for me, and I'll 
have a fake phone call with someone so that, you know, I, it doesn't look like I'm ordering the disgusting sub. Like, oh, yeah, my dad wants it with <laughs> extra. You're, you're a weirdo. Yeah, we know. Yeah, put more on. No, no, no. He likes it really sloppy. So I did that same maneuver. I went to a wedding, I don't know, a couple months ago, and I met my friend's girlfriend, and I completely forgot her name. This was for the Mayweather, um, who did Mayweather, Maydonna fight. What was that, a few weeks ago? Yeah. So I'm over at, at um, my buddy Jose's house, and this dude has his girlfriend with her, and I could not remember her name. And for some reason, no one else knew her name either. So my friend's girlfriend was there, and I, I'm like, hey. Because uh, that girl got up, went to the bathroom, like, hey, when she comes back, could you introduce yourself and ask her her name? And so <laughs> so she comes back, and this girl goes, oh, by the way, what was your name again? And she's like, oh, Maria, or whatever her name was. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you didn't meet her at the wedding with the rest of us? Her name's Maria, of course. <laughs> the nerve to say that? That's what I'm saying. Like, now thinking, I can't believe I did that because... Then my friend's girlfriend walked away, and that girl goes, "What a bitch!" She's like, "I've met her like three or four times. She doesn't know my name." So I, are you uh, serious? Yeah. So I call. Terrible. I know, and I feel bad about it now. But I'm like, I, I always automatically do after a lie. After I'm setting up a new lie, I always do that overcompensating. And like, you didn't what Maria? Of course, you didn't know her name was Maria. <laughs> We we met her at the wedding. Remember? Oh, and she's like, "Oh yeah, sorry." She's like, I, "I I'm not good at remembering names." So now I caused the rift between these two girls just because <laughs> I didn't know the girl's name. Yeah, that's terrible. I know. The fact that you even did that is terrible. I know, but I didn't realize it at the time until after the the, the girlfriend walked away. So you're saying the, you didn't you, you 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 unconsciously said that without connecting the fact that you that's hilarious. Well, yeah, I mean, until she said, boy, what a bitch. She's like, I met her like three times and she doesn't know my name. So until that, because ha- I, I always do that move. Anytime I well, don't know. But to, be honest, but to be honest, if you were the guy who got caught by not knowing her name, you would have looked like a real asshole. Well, so I think you, I think you actually cushioned your blow. Well, I only met well, her obviously, once. Obviously. I, I only met her once, but I was talking to her for at least an hour at the wedding. So I should have remembered her name. That's why I didn't want to just like. Uh, ask her what her name was because it would look ridiculous. But this, my my other friend's girlfriend was nice enough to do that for me. And then I said, "Duh, Maria!" <laughs> but of course it's Maria. <laughs> How? What? You're not good with names? No, I didn't say all that, but I, I did say I'm like, well, of course it's Maria. And that's always my moves. Uh, base. I'm sure you've been around me before. Where I say, "Hey, base, ask her what her name is," and then. I'll introduce you to her. Like, you'll say, hey, oh, this is uh, Susie. I'm like, oh, oh, so you guys don't know each other? Susie, base, base, Susie. Because then that looks like I knew the name the whole time. See? That, my friend, is funny. You've done it to me a couple of times. Yeah, like, but but it's always, it, I usually do it based with someone who doesn't already know the person. But you, even if that girl knows her, just like, you know, I mean, well, I should think I'm terrible at names. So, whatever. No, I know, but but normally, so, base, let's say we were at Sam's house and Ra- uh, Sam was with Rachel's sister or whatever. I'd be like, okay. uh, hey, base, uh, I forgot her name. Just introduce yourself to her. So, you'll be like, hi, I'm base. You're like, hi, I'm Becky. And I'm like, oh, oh, you guys didn't meet? Oh, base, Becky. Like, I would do, that's my normal move. So, I went, right. I went right into the normal move, but I didn't, 
you know, because I knew that she Ray knew her, so I, I, I took, you put an asshole spit on it though. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So I felt, I, I still feel bad about. It. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to cause. Well, you should. I'm sure it's not going to cause a big issue, but I immediately said, "Oh, what?" I'm like, "Of course, it's Maria." Duh. <laughs> Maria, Maria, oh, Maria, you know everyone, right? <laughs> then, I, then I'm like, "Wait, wait, you so you know everyone here, right? That's Sam. That's Dan. That's uh, John." Like, I, I go out of my way then to act like. I'm the person. You got to go, go all Maria, right? Everybody loves Maria. Want yeah. some more soup, Maria? Yeah. Hey, Maria. Yeah, and then I, and then I, and, and, and base, what, what's something someone who's lying always does? They keep saying what, what, like just to buy more time. So I'm, oh, yeah. as, as a, 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 the scumbag in this situation, I go out of my way to keep saying her name, whereas normally I would never say her name. Like if I'm talking to you, base, I wouldn't say, uh, so base. What do you think about this? I would just say, what do you think about this? But with her, I'd yeah. say, Maria, Maria. Like, I would just keep saying the name to make sure she knows that I know it. <laughs> so my, my overcompensating caught up with me, and I, I, was, I was very upset about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sam, I feel like you would have. He's still an asshole. He's still an asshole, dude. Sam, I feel like you don't know names either, but you're, you're an asshole. I don't. What their name is again, or do you just no, try to I mean, write I it out? I, I know I don't. Have, I, I try to avoid using the name entirely because I never know it. It's kind of like I'm when, the same way. I would much rather call someone, dude. What up, bro? I would much rather say that than be like, you know, I really just don't know your name. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty good about talking to you without ever saying your name. I'm pretty good about that. Like, I, I, I don't know anybody's name. Like, jobs I've had, school. This isn't like an older age thing. It's I mean, not, I mean, not old, but I'm, I'm 34 now. But I mean, this was, I was like this at college. Like, I just couldn't remember names. You know what they say? Know. If you say something to yourself, I think 17 times, you'll never forget it. Like, what? I'm not going to do that, though. I'm not going to. I'm not going to waste the time. So you just don't care. 17 times. No, I, I mean, that's, that's not that I don't care. I just don't. I mean, I, I do. I do try, try to acquire the name, but I guess I don't. I don't have enough invested in the, in, in those people. I guess. See, I either need an incident like the way I fucked over that one yeah. girl to remember the name forever, or I have to say it to myself seventeen times. Like, base. I told you, you just uh, you spell the name. You know what when, is, someone, when someone tells you your name, you just in your head you spell their name. You know, as we're talking about it, I'm thinking about it. For me, it's not about any kind of like mnemonic or trick. It's just about are you memorable or aren't you memorable? Like, base. I never would forget base. I mean, the first time I met base, I would never forget the name base. He's a memorable guy, but I mean. You know, base you're you're a diamond in the rough, really. It's like most, <laughs> I appreciate most, it. Most, but it's true. I mean, most maybe not a diamond in the rough, but I mean, you're 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 the you're you're, the, you're not the norm, and most people aren't very interesting. I mean, that's not an insult, but it's just the truth. Maybe I'm yeah. not either, but most people aren't very interesting, and by default, I don't nothing. I don't think about them when we're done conversing or whatever, and I just forget well, it goes back, and it's, it, gonna, it's gonna sound like the most asshole thing that i could possibly say but nine times out of ten i'll be talking to somebody and i don't want to learn their name because i know this is probably gonna be the only time i'm gonna talk to them and i want to finish this conversation so i'll never have to see this person again yeah. and if i put this game again i'm like oh shit i forgot your name yeah like i've met people literally five or six times and and, and i'm not an asshole at all but they'll be like oh hey abe i'm like oh what's up 
And like basically, your your wedding was a great example. All these guys that that are in your that were your friends yeah. or whatever. I have no idea what any of their names are, but I I, I played it off yeah. like. I'll remember certain things about them. So I'm like, oh, yeah, remember that one time at Bass's house? We, uh, oh, yeah, you're the guy who brought in the Smirnoff, right? Like, I mean, they're, they're, the one, they're the ones that are always like, hey, you think he was going to be there? I love that guy. You know you know what's <laughs> funny is that that's one of the things I missed about the big show we used to do on the big station was that I think, you know, our show attracted a lot of interesting listeners. And, I mean, I never forgot those people's names. And to this day, you know, I don't look on Twitter a lot, but I see these people and I remember them. Like, we had a lot of interesting people who listened to yeah, the like show. Yeah, like we, the King of All Adams, Jay the Gay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we had just the people, uh, King Lawbreaker, the people who yeah. would just listen every week. And, you know, it, you, you won't, you'll never forget those listeners. You're right. Yeah. There's a guy who won the lottery and spent it all on hookers and casinos. Yeah, the leader of the prison squad, Terry. <laughs> I, you know, I, I like weird, and I think we're weird, and I think weird attracts weird. So I think we got a lot of weird listeners, which I, which I, you know, always think about, and definitely respect for those people. I, you know, just now being, I guess, not doing that, being around normal people a, a, a lot again in my life, I just stop caring again and just don't care about names. <laughs> That's what it is. We need to get the show on a, a big station just to get Sam out of his regular job. Just so he could be around creativeness again, right, Sam? Yeah. Like having a regular, yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly why we need it. No, but like Sam has a good job where he makes good money, but it's just like not fun. It just. But I mean, you know, the truth is, is that I, I, I even when we were doing the show, I, 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 I work, you know, professional jobs, and I just, I guess the one thing I realized, which I've talked to you about this, is when you're in a creative environment, um, and then you get taken out of that. You, you realize the difference, you know, you realize when you, when you're able to do something on the creative side, how much more rewarding it is, you know, it, it sure it, it does it not, doesn't allow me to be serious to yeah. pay well at all. I mean, they, they paid us in, um, tax the gum and, uh, uh, a, 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 a one, uh, one way ticket to New York once a year. But, um, <laughs> you know, the reality is, is that it, it's different. And it's like when you, when, when that, when you're not doing that anymore, like you, you definitely miss it. You take it for granted when you're doing it, and then you miss it when it's gone. And it's like... You and, and it's a like relief, me, right? Like when, when you're doing a regular job, it's a nice little way to change things up. Like, you're like, oh, I have to do this 40-hour, 45-hour oh, oh, job. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's... Because I, I, I realize now, like, in hindsight, that the time... I've always hated work. I've always hated doing the kind of work that I do. I, I just don't like it. Um, I just do it for the money. And I realized I was happiest at these jobs when I was doing the radio show. And that's because it was something separate from the norm. It gave me something additional. I probably, in hindsight, I probably wasn't any happier at the job, but I had something else to look forward to as a profession as opposed to just doing that shit. Yeah. You know, and that's why now I'm back to taking off every 15th day <laughs> and just not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because you have a job that people would die to have. I don't know how I don't get fired. It's not my personality, obviously. You know what's funny, base Sam? Sam has like gets job offers like every week. He'll have people calling him, "Hey, could you come here? We'll give you an extra ten grand a year." Like he, and all these other guys in his field would die to have these jobs, but he he's just like, "Oh, uh, nah," because I'm gonna I won't be able to call off every Monday there. <laughs> yeah, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, like I have a regular job. Like I do the show on on the eighty seven seven the game on Saturdays, but I have a regular job during the week. 
And you're right. It's it's hard to to do that when you've done radio. Like I've done radio since I was 19, and I've had a few few jobs here and there besides radio jobs. I've almost always had radio jobs, and it's hard to get. Like I have no. Like if I did a morning show tomorrow, I could wake up easily at four o'clock. But to wake up at eight o'clock for a regular job is hard. That's the only thing is that there's a lot of you know you know your job is never the same days in a row there's always a variety and it's like anyone who works in the arts knows this too it's like you you have that variety and that's important in life like people weren't meant to go sit in an office 10 hours a day five days a week and push papers like it doesn't matter how much they pay you it's not healthy ultimately in the end of the day it's not healthy it's like and i don't think most people look back most people don't look back who did that even if they have like you know piles of money when they're 60 they don't look back and say man i really made a difference because it, it just it sucks like, you sold away all your good years and time for a, a comfortable retirement. And, like, I used to think that was something to strive for. But my views on that have changed, changed pretty dramatically over the last few years. Yeah, and like you know, me, I, like, I've, I've never, I've always wanted to do one thing. And I'll take jobs for money on the side. Right. But I'll never get into something that will get me out of what I want to do. So, I like, even now, I'm, I'm doing the show on the game, which is with WGN, uh, trying to do more. Um, but it, I, I just can't go out and get a regular job and right. just give up on it yeah, because I, mean, we I all hate know, doing anything we all else. Know, we all know Abe's going to die broken penniless and he's going to be in an alley somewhere um, <laughs> on the corner begging, but you know, I respect him for that because he's pursuing what he wants to do. And to me, sure. you know, it's more important to do that than to, you know, stock away this, this money for this retirement that you're probably going to hate because you worked a job you hated your whole life, and all you're gonna do is look back and regret what you didn't do. You got it's like Matthew so, McConaughey says: you got to keep L I V I N, man. You really do. It's like you, you, and that's right. Everyone, anyone listening, it's like you have to try to find something in your life that you the care light. About. The light. I always say the light at the end of the tunnel. Everyone needs that thing that they <clears> like doing. Whether it's like us radio, if if you like, if you're if you want to be a musician, that's why a lot of these guys. Sure, they work a forty-hour job, but they're doing you know, like band gigs on the weekends, and they just love it. So, if you're, you know, you don't have to make a living from what you love doing. It's just that no, you, you should. You, continue- have to, you have to find. You have to find some meaning in your life, and it's like, you know, don't give me that. You know, something like, well, I have God. Don't give me that Jesus bullshit. It's like you have to find some true meaning in your life, something you really care about that makes you happy. Because if you, if, if you go through life and you didn't find that, I think you kind of fail. Yeah, and, something and, that makes you feel like you made a difference. Not even that you made a difference. Not it's about even, personal yeah, happiness. Like it's yeah, what, exactly that. Yeah, it's not, it makes it but it's a difference. It's a difference, difference that you see. It's not like a difference that everyone else sees. But I just made a difference because I made this piece of audio that well, you, I think, you know what I think. I think you guys are both right. I think you're both right because I think if you do something you really care about, you're going to make a positive impact on somebody. Right, you know, because you're really passionate about what you do, and, and and chances are you do it well. And it's when that skill is needed, it's going to make a positive impact on somebody. Then when you're miserable and hate what you do, and everyone around you suffers because of it, like me, for example, like everyone around me suffers because I hate what I do, and then I hate all of them. But it's not their fault, but I hate them, and then they think <laughs> I'm an asshole, and then I think they're assholes. So the cost of the clients think I'm an asshole. And the management, it's like, it, it's just a, it's a big cycle of hate and fuck you. Yeah. And that's that's not good. 
Yeah, and and you can't and and the, you're right. When you're doing something you don't like doing or you don't want to do, it's impossible not to be in that mindset unless That's you right. can, unless you could just be fake all the time and act right. like it's but, awesome. And some, people, and some people can, but I, I'm I'm telling you right now, some people can be fake and they may not even realize it, but unconsciously, those feelings are probably dormant inside of you. If you're not really happy about what you're doing in life, those feelings are in there. You know, they haven't come to the surface yet, but they will at some point. Just hope they don't come too late when when you can't when when you're stuck and can't do anything else. Yeah, you do a job till you're 65, and from 65 to 80, you don't have the same you know fitness that you had at 35 or 40. So it's like I'm all into why don't I enjoy life now and then later on, you know, I'll deal with that later. It's like I'm not so worried. I mean, sure, I would like to have some money saved up, which I don't, and Sam does. So that's the difference. But I'm. You know, I mean, it'd be nice to save money and do it like doing. Of course, that, well, of course, that, of course. Be, but, but the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is to, you know, uh, become gainfully uh, employed or become, you know, comfortable or wealthy doing what you love. I mean, that's the dream. But like when but you're when I you're sixty five, what do you really need? Like, let's say you have all this money. Do you need to have some mansion that you live in? Do you have to have like a yacht? I mean, if, when you're that old. You're happy if you live in a house with some air conditioning and a TV and, you know, some money to go to the casino. or whatever. I mean, you well, don't I, need for, that for much. Me, I, I fully don't expect to be here at 65. I, I, just, I really you know. don't. I honestly don't, so I'm not worried about what happened at 65. I'm, I'm worried about what's happening now. Yeah. Because I don't think I'll be here at 65, uh, <laughs> you know, sitting in the retirement home. I, I just I can't see myself that old. Sam's like, like, Sam's like, it always comes back to the death of Sam. Yeah, Sam's like Richie yeah. Valens. Like, yeah, always I just, having that dream. <laughs> Richie Valens, if you've never seen La Bamba, always had a dream yeah. that he got into a plane crash. And Sam and always, is always drawing Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, 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 no, no, Abe is Abe drawing Woody Woodpecker. That's what he I'm said. Richie. Yeah, I'm Bob. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. But Bob Bob gets to live forever. There's nothing, I'll tell you this, there's nothing greater that I've seen than Bob's reaction when Rosie said she was pregnant. Bob, I'm pregnant. Not my first or my last. That, that was one of the biggest fuck yous of all time. Right? That, that is, no, that was, there is no bigger fuck you in the history of cinema yeah. than Bob saying, not my first. Or my last. Now, there's no kids. There's obviously no kids around Bob in the movie. So you know that all of Bob's bastard kids are living with their mothers somewhere in, like, Albuquerque, in Tijuana, in, you know, in other parts of California. Bob doesn't give a fuck about having no. another kid. Like, he doesn't. What a, What an asshole. Not my first or my last that he drinks a shot after hearing that his, his the girl that he stole. Now, do you guys remember the beginning of La Bamba? You know Richie is the one who brought Rosie around, right? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, Bob. Bob just did he just like pull her, pull her away on the bike and just took off? No, he started. Yeah. He was banging her behind a tree or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, Richie. Richie actually liked her at first, right? That was his girl that he brought to the party, and then he okay. like he went to get like some punch, and he saw her and Bob like behind a tree. <laughs> and then the next scene, there her her and Bob are living in a trailer together. <laughs> like Bob didn't give a shit about anything. That's nah, but that's not the way to live. Is like Bob. But he drew one hell of a Woody Woodpecker. That's right. And Woody Woodpecker. No, no, Holmes. This is freehand. <laughs> Wait, there's one last thing I want to get to before I let you guys go. Um, I told you about how I fucked over that girl, and with one of my normal schemes. And 
I think this week was the week of my schemes finally going wrong because so I bought the new iPhone 6 which is pretty awesome because I was coming up from the 4 which is a huge upgrade and after one week of having the phone the day I bought the case I put the case on the back I was walking around downtown and I dropped it on on, on the front and the whole front cracked Oh. And, 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 and and base it's bad. It's like shattered. Oh, so I was so like it, it hurts. It hurts to touch it. Your finger bleeds every time. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. But it it is cracked pretty bad. So I was actually walking to another bar to meet up with some friends. Oh God! I just got an update on Facebook. My one of my friends is in a relationship with his girl. Like, why do you update that shit on Facebook? God. <sighs> Our friend Mike, Sam, that girl that he's been dating for, like, months, he finally made it official on Facebook. Has he been with her for, like, five years? Uh, Mike, it's official. Mike, Mike, the one you went to the Riot Fest with. Oh, okay. Well, he's been with her for a while, so definitely yeah. more than a month. I just got a Facebook update. Mike is in a relationship with Lindsay. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, they, glad you guys made it official. Yeah. Never. That, that's a little <laughs> tip before I get to my, my little thing about my phone here. You don't need to put on. Just always leave it with nothing. Don't put single, don't put in a relationship, don't put married, just leave that, you could leave that spot empty, because it looks pathetic when every week you're putting in a relationship, single. Oh, it's complicated. Don't put, it's complicated, because that means you're full of drama. Yeah. 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 Drama. God. Ugh. People, that's all people do, is they want to bring their drama into your life. A a drama-free individual like me, who brings no drama with me, I want nothing brought to me. Like, I, I don't care about... Your your ex boyfriend uh, Tito or whatever. Oh, Tito is going to kill me. Well, then I don't want to be around you because I don't want to get killed too. <laughs> Anyways, so okay, so I was actually going to another bar. It was like one thirty in the morning, and I dropped the phone on. I was so mad. I just went right home, and I, I immediately called my phone provider, and I said, "Hey, uh, <laughs> I said, I said, hey, I broke my phone. I said." Uh, how much uh, can I can I return it? And she's like, uh, "No, sir, you can't." She's like, "You're gonna have to go to AT and or you're gonna have to go to Apple and and get it fixed." And I'm like, "Oh, well, could I just return it?" And then she's like, "Well, not with a broken screen, you can't." I'm like, "Well, how do you know I broke my screen?" She's like, "Well, I'm taking notes." And I'm like, "Wait, what do you mean you're taking notes?" And she goes, "Well, you just said you broke your screen." I'm like, "No, I didn't. I said my girlfriend broke her screen." And, and and then she goes. Wow, <laughs> so, you are a dick. Wait, hang on. Wow. So then I said, yeah. So and then I made up a story. I'm like, yeah. So she's crying, and, and I made up this complete story about my girlfriend, my fake girlfriend, breaking her screen. That by the end of the phone call, <laughs> wait, by, by what the scumbag. By the end of the phone call, I got insurance added to my phone. Right. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't. Jesus so I was co- no, but wait, this is how I ended up getting fucked over. So the whole, so I made up the story. I'm like, God, I'm like, I just finally dropped her off. I'm like, she wouldn't stop crying. I'm like, it's her own fault. She's the idiot. And then the girl on the other end was laughing and all this shit. So, anyways, I've, I, I convinced her from. <laughs> Because first I was calling, because I thought you could get the screen fixed with insurance. So after I get the insurance, she goes. Okay, so if uh, I'm like, well, what? So I'm like, now I'm worried about my phone because my dumb girlfriend, <laughs> she really, she, and I, this is a hundred. I'm not making any of this up. This is completely. No, true. I, I, I know how you operate. I, I can totally. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> see, now this moron got me worried about my phone. What would ha- so? Let's say I break my screen today. 
could I just get a new phone? She's like, oh, well, there's a $200 deductible. <laughs> so, I had, so I couldn't just say, like, oh, cancel the insurance. So it's going to cost me $100 to get it fixed by Apple, or I could just get a whole new phone from them through the insurance. So I got insurance for no reason. Another one of my schemes gone wrong. Which you could always just cancel, though, right? Well, you could cancel the insurance, but then you could never get it back on the phone. And I feel like maybe oh, I should just maybe I should just keep it. In yeah, you probably you probably need the insurance because if I, I I've never lost a phone, but if you lose it, they give you a whole new phone. But it is I, pretty stupid if you think about it. That let's say I break this screen, it's it costs a hundred dollars retail, so it probably costs them twenty dollars. Why would they be willing to just give you a whole new phone? I wanted to ask you, actually, so you said you dropped yours after you put the case on, right? Yeah, but I dropped it on the front, so the the case only covers the back. Dave, you don't have the new iPhone yet, do you? Uh, No, I do not. I heard the phone is actually pretty slippery to hold. Was that true before you got the case, Dave? Well, it it, it is a little slippery. I will say that because it slipped out of my hand. It's definitely a lot slippier, uh, more slippery than the other phone. You said it does have the the kind of grip the current... Uh, well, you know why? Bad. Because all the edges now are rounded on it. It's, yeah. not, it's not square. Uh, so it, no it, it, so that, that, that little, that circular corner, it just slides down your hand. And now it's, it's a little bit too big for your thumb. So to get to the top of the phone sometimes, unless you, you know, if you hit the, the circle at the bottom twice, it like makes the screen half size. But if you don't do that and you're stretching out, sometimes it leaves your hand open for dropping the phone. You know, I tried to get the iPhone six at um, at Radio Shack, and they and, and here's a little tip: never do anything at Radio Shack. Because the day it came out, I called Radio Shack, and they're like, "Yeah, come on in. We got the one you need, sixty four gig, the right color. Let's do this." I go in there, they're like, "All right, cool. Uh, what's so? Let me get a credit card." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." I'm like, well, "Which one do you have?" And then she says under her breath, "Oh, you have to go to the Michigan Avenue store to pick it up." Wow. Yeah. So like they tricked That's me. Terrible. Yeah. I would have filed a complaint. Well, you know what happened? I got lucky because AT&T was giving $200 for a trade-in for the four, which is worth like 50 bucks. So that actually helped me out. Is Radio Shack that thirsty to make a deal? Oh, they are, because no one gives a fuck about That's why I called Radio Shack. You think of the biggest piece of shit you could call that would have, because, you know, everyone's going, because I went to the AT&T store, I got my <laughs> iPhone that day, right? But everyone immediately thinks, I have to go to the Apple store to get a phone. Which is right. the worst place to go. So I think, what's the opposite of the Apple store? Radio Shack, which is like <laughs> the jobber of electronic stores. No one gives a shit about them. And of course they had them in when I called. So I just figured they had like crates of them in the back. Radio Shack is like Louis Anderson. In, in the early 80s, it was on top. But now it's just creepy and old. Yeah, exactly. So so anyways, the, the bottom line is don't go to Radio Shack. And we'll wrap it up on that. Base, what's your new website if you want people to check you out? It is danlevymedia.com. Which is a very, it's a very nice website that Bass actually made himself. You, you might want to check that one out. It's very nice. I will check it out, Bass. I'm, I'm very excited to go check it out right now. And actually. then Sam, you're on, you. you're on, Sam, you're on Twitter. You use that every, like once every few months, right? I do. Every, 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 uh, every quarter I'll send out one tweet. So, and that, <laughs> by quarter, I mean quarter of a year. So. And what is it? Sam, <laughs> Sam underscore Cannon. That's it. You got it. And then at Abe Cannon on Twitter. AbeCannon.com and then of course subscribe on iTunes. We'll holla next time. We out. Peace. Later.